Welcome to Clocking In, Forces of NC Manufacturing. I'm your host, Phil Mintz, Director of the North Carolina Manufacturing Extension Partnership, otherwise known as NCMEP. My role is to drive outreach to NC manufacturers, build relationships to federal and state leaders, and coordinate efforts to drive profitable manufacturing growth in North Carolina. Throughout my time working closely with manufacturers, I have heard the most quirky, curious, and memorable stories. I wanted to turn these stories into a podcast so that others may hear and be informed and inspired. From humble beginnings to manufacturing titans, from tragedy to triumph, I will be interviewing some of these manufacturers who have made North Carolina manufacturing the powerhouse that it is today. Industrial engineering has been known over many years as a foundation of production manufacturing. Modern techniques in manufacturing efficiency, such as lean, have its roots in the industrial engineering practice. With ties to quality and productivity, industrial engineering applications are also very prominent in the economics of manufacturing production, with industrial engineering graduates remaining one of the most sought after groups of professionals in manufacturing. The North Carolina Manufacturing Extension Partnership facilitates many projects based on this practice and has multiple partnerships with the universities across the state, who engage manufacturers and provide meaningful solutions in this area. In this episode, we're speaking with the leader of an NCMEP partner in one of those institutions that is cultivating the skills and talents of the industrial engineers of tomorrow's workforce. The Department of Industrial and Systems Engineering at North Carolina A&T State University is well known for its innovative research, transformational teaching, learning, and impactful community engagement. The department completes projects with local industry around topics including process improvement, ergonomics, in-plant logistics, and layout. The ISC department has a long-standing capstone senior design project requirement for all BS ISC students plus graduate student project requirements. Today, we're clocking in with an associate professor and interim chair in the Department of Industrial and Systems Engineering at the university. Dr. Paul Stanfield. Dr. Stanfield has consulted, taught, and advised leaders across many government and private sector organizations. He is a former president of APCO Automation, a triad-based engineering and consulting firm. While at NCANT, Dr. Stanfield has taught over 35 different courses in the areas of systems engineering, supply chain, production systems, and leadership development. So Paul, thank you for taking time to speak with us. How are you doing today? Right. Uh, thanks, Bill. Glad to be here and uh, glad to talk to you about it. Great. You know, we'll speak more about the department and its contributions to the community, along with how manufacturers can get involved in a bit. But let's start a little bit about you. You've had somewhat unique path, I would say, in your career, making a successful transformation from a manufacturing business leader to a role where you lead an academic community. Is this where you always thought you would end up when you were finishing as an engineering undergraduate? Yeah, so I don't know that uh, I knew exactly where I would go. I remember the day that I finished undergrad, uh, I remember saying I'm never going back to school again. So I, I graduated uh, with a BS in electrical engineering, ended up working a little bit in manufacturing automation. So this was with APCO when it was really a very small organization. But then that fall, I decided that uh, in addition to the engineering that I learned, I wanted to learn more of the business aspects. Uh, so I went to get an MBA at a nighttime program because I worked during the day and then thought that I liked the blend of technical plus business, and that was what industrial engineering drew me to industrial engineering. So I went 
back to get a master's and, and, and PhD in that. I did not necessarily uh, know where that would take me. It ended up taking me back into the industry with APCO uh, for a while. Uh, and then I, I missed the teaching a lot. So that uh, began to, to pull me back towards uh, an academic career. So did you get into the teaching more when you were going through your graduate studies? Is that how you kind of got hooked on that? Yeah, so so I did teach some in grad, and I, and I really liked them. I, I had a lot of teachers in the family. I remember sitting in classrooms in college and, and before thinking if the instructor would just explain things this way, everybody would understand it. Uh, and even when I was working at, with ABCO, I began to teach part-time some of the, the graduate classes and undergrad class uh, at A&T. Yeah, I remember, you know, of course you remember I was a graduate st- a student there at A&T and I, I remember they're giving me a book to teach a class when I was a graduate student. I was terrified. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, uh, it is a little bit. The first time you go through a class, I think it's best for the teacher. And after that, it gets better for the students probably. Talk a bit about what your responsibilities are at, at, as a department chair at A&T right now. Yeah, so I'm the department chair of industrial and system engineering at A&T. It's one of I guess, seven different departments in the college. We have 10 BS programs, uh, eight master's programs, and five PhD programs. And so we have one BS, one MS, and one PhD program inside of our department. And so about 200 students uh, overall. And so our our job is to educate those students and to perform research that's novel, that creates new ideas, uh, and then to make a difference in, in our region. And so that's our connection to the MEP is and trying to do that last thing. And so uh, we have a faculty of about 12 full-time faculty, a couple of other faculty that chip in. Uh, so it's a great group to work with. And, and, I, and I love the kind of work that we do. I love the students we work with and we really enjoy trying to make a difference uh, in our region. Yeah, I read at the top how important industrial engineering is, is to production manufacturing and has been over a long period of time. But you know, how do you see your role you know, it's it's getting students involved in some of these projects before they graduate. How did you see that as as helping them become like better engineers when they finish? Yeah, so we feel like that we get, I mean, industrial engineering is about giving people the ability to use quantitative or mathematical tools and computer-based tools to be able to model things so we could make things work better and kind of have a better picture of of given a certain designer or system configuration, how it's going to perform. Uh, so we want them to be able to go out and apply those in real life. So all of the students here actually across the College of Engineering, all students uh, before they leave here are going to work on a design project. It's based on a real life situation for us. We go into manufacturing organizations typically. We look at things that are going on that are either new opportunities they're trying to take advantage of or ongoing problems that they've not been able to resolve. And uh, then we'll have a faculty advisor. Uh, and, a, and a project advisor work with a team of three to five students to try to come up with ideas. And, and often we'll try to implement those ideas to try to make the organization more effective. Yeah, I just spoke with one of your customers not too long ago, and Ed was really excited about some of the projects that they had gotten done uh, through the, I think it was, I guess it was the capstone program that you mentioned. How do you engage these companies? How do they know about you? Yeah, so we have uh, several ways that we try to, to connect. We do have uh, two people part-time that work with the university that are specifically out there trying to connect local manufacturing organizations with MEP resources. And so at our university, it could be anywhere in the College of Engineering. Typically, what we have done is to connect up either the senior design, which you're talking about the capstone projects, or been able to connect 
projects where we have graduate students, masters go out and do projects that contribute towards their degree as well. I remember uh, 15 or 20 years ago, maybe about 20 years ago, when I first got here, I had my first MEP project that was with a master's student. And that student really grew tremendously based on that experience. And the organization that we did the work for uh, had a really big payoff. And, and then I, even as recently as about a year and a half ago, I was doing some projects that were master's based projects as well. Uh, so there could be any engineering, but we, we, we tended to focus uh, at A&T and industrial systems. Yeah, so what kind of responses do you get from the manufacturers after these projects and the students being in there? Yeah, it, it is. It's always kind of amazing. Sometimes you get nervous. Right? We're putting people into organizations that have not done you know, real work sometimes, or maybe they've had a couple of summer internships. That's it. And you're nervous. How, and, it, and it always turns out well. And the, the, uh, there's always good relationships that develop between them. There's always things that the students are able to bring. Uh, sometimes we're, we're, I'm even a little bit surprised. They're able to bring things that that company had no idea about. This would be an approach to try to make things better. Or here's an idea or technology that they could use uh, that would make things more effective. And so and another part of it is we really want to build relationships with manufacturers. And so there's times where we'll do you know, one project and that will allow us to build a connection where there's some other kind of thing that we're going to do with that organization in the future that allows them to improve and then does some things to contribute towards the educational processes that we have. Yeah, I know you have a good structure for doing this because you've been doing it quite a while, but what should a manufacturer expect whenever, you know, your students start to come in there and, and, and be doing some of these projects? Yeah, so uh, there, there are some things that are true of students doing projects. And so you know, we, we, we work along the academic calendar. So for us, the, the projects tend to be a semester long. For some of the other disciplines here, it's, it's a year long. So uh, it's not something that you're going to get done in two weeks. There's going to be a time where you're going to have to allow the students to come in and to learn your business. But there's certain things that, that you're going to know and maybe secondhand or you feel like it's, it's just natural and it'll take a little while for the students to get that. But once they get past that point, then they're going to begin to bring in things that, that you probably have not thought of or bring in some tools that you've not uh, had access to. Uh, and the big thing is, is the students are going to be there. They'll be talking to you each week. We meet every week with them with an advisor uh, and a project director. Uh, and so you might have some interaction with the advisor and, and project director as well. So you're really getting a, a comprehensive group to come in and work. A faculty has many years of experience and a deeper education. You've got somebody who's really used going out and working on these senior design projects as another uh, mentor in the process and then the team of students. Yeah, so uh, I guess if those who hadn't been under rock for a while know that this is 2021 and over the last probably 14 months we've been in this pandemic and I'm certain that that affected pretty much everything you were able to do out in the field. Was there anything you were able to get done with these types of projects during the pandemic or just every, did everything just kind of grind to a halt? Yeah, so it, it, it certainly took a, uh, a transition for us, but we couldn't just stop doing the projects. And so we, we still have students. We still want them to have those experiences. Uh, and this year presented kind of a special opportunity to do those experiences in a different way in order to, you know, to have the students grow and, and get what they need to get out of it. You know, as a university that shut down travel, we can't have people going into the plants in the same way that we were able to do before but we were able to conduct just as many projects uh, with a, a bunch of new people as well, some of our existing contacts over this past year as we had done previously. 
The majority of those were done virtually or almost all virtually. A few of them would have just a small number of in-person plant visits. The rest was done virtually. But we were exceptionally pleased with the quality and the people that we did the work with were very pleased. And so it actually worked better than I thought. It, you know, we, we even have a senior design competition that's virtual where we have judges come in and listen to the, the design projects and judge and provide feedback. And even that we were able to do just as well as, as what had previously been an in-person event. Yeah, I know, again, from speaking to some of your customers, I mean, especially in those smaller manufacturers, they're just often just so excited about the project, the results that came out of it and the benefits that they have uh, with those projects. So, but how are you able to, or are you able to uh, introduce some of these smaller manufacturers to some of the developing technology related to like industry 4.0? I mean, you know, some of the things like automation and data analytics and some of these, you know, these next generation manufacturing techniques could be a little daunting for a smaller manufacturer. Are you able to do anything like that with, with these student projects? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the huge benefits of our connection to MEP is, you know, kind of our outreach to smaller, medium-sized manufacturers. And so you certainly have to be aware of the environment and the culture as you begin to propose solutions that are there. And so we'll, we'll bring in things that would maybe involve technologies or methodologies that maybe you might think of as more modern or more, more complex than some of the things that you're using now, but we, we typically try to kind of transition those into uh, vocabulary and a language and processes that fit into what they have there. So, you know, if they're not able to sustain what we are able to come up with, then we don't want to propose that. So, yeah, so I, I don't know that we, so data analytics, we do a ton of, we find ways to push in other kinds of things. Some of the things may be a little bit inappropriate for the culture. We just have to back off some. So what, how is the uh, department growing these days? I mean, are, are you still getting a lot of influx of students that are interested in this degree? You know, how, how is that working out? Yeah, so our, our growth, we've been kind of steady for quite a while as far as the number of students that we have here. Uh, I think that there is some confusion sometimes uh, about what industrial system engineering is all about. That's been around for a while. Uh, and there's a lot of other things that are words that are now that, that, that are the kinds of things that we've done for many years to, that pop up in new places. So when you hear terms like data science or you hear terms like lean and six sigma, those are the kinds of things that we have done for many, many years. And it may not be that well understood for students coming out of high school. So a lot of the students that we have that come into our program will have come into the university and then they come to understand what we're about and then they'll come into the program. So we have really high quality people coming in. They, they may not always come in as new freshmen. Uh, in grad school, we've had a uh, very stable demand for many years. And, you know, our, our number of students is, is not something that we worry too much about, but we do, we do try to be a little bit more proactive in terms of recruiting students that are out there. I think that as people come to understand, I mean, a lot, a lot of, if you go to business schools, you go to other places, the kinds of things that they're trying to teach students now are things that we've been doing for a long time. And I would say we're still a little bit further ahead in terms of how to do those. So, you know, if, if people learn about what we do, we, we have many, many people that will choose to do it. You know, we, we have probably for every student that we have transfer out of our program, we have probably five, six, seven that transfer in. 
Yeah, I remember back, I, I think I did the same thing. I started out in one area and ended up in industrial. So yeah, it is very interesting uh, degree. And I'm, you know, I'm pretty pleased that I was actually a part of that. So talk about how a, a company would get involved in your program. How can they reach you? And what would they, how would they learn how to get one of those capstone projects? Yeah, so you know, you, you we're very excited. If you can reach out to AT and anyway, we'll get it to the right person. But our website is www.ncat.edu. My email is Stanfield, my last name without the D, S T A N F I E L, at ncat.edu. Uh, and there's also an MEP website. So if you look at, if you Google NCAT MEP, then it, that will come up and it, it provides access information to to be able to connect to some of the representatives we have that, that actually are able to come out and visit your facility and then try to connect you up with A&T stuff, but also with other MEP resources. Yeah, we also, I think we have a link on our NCMEP website to you as well, to your MEP website. So we've been uh, pleased with the, the work you've done for the partnership over the, over the years. And you know, we're excited about more things that, that can come out of this partnership. And, and again, the, the opportunity to engage our smaller manufacturers and help them kind of continue to move along and grow. So, again, we're, uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to talk about this. And, and actually, again, we're continuing to be excited about the work that's happening at the school. Yeah, appreciate it. We look forward to it. All right. And uh, again, that gives Steve one year of my regards. Uh, you know, he's... Uh, He's been around and, uh, and the, the people that we talk to talk about him just as much as they talk about the students, you know, in terms of how he contributes. Yes, he's a very valuable person for us now. Obviously, he has a lot of real world experience and he's, he's the, uh, the person I mentioned is kind of the, the project director who makes connection. He's connected to every single senior design project that we do now. Uh, he's learned how to do it in a way that's effective. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we always have good outcomes when he's involved. All right, Paul, thanks again and continued success for the department. We look forward to seeing you in real life soon. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully that happens. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Bill. Thank you for joining today's Clocking In, Voices of NC Manufacturing. This podcast is brought to you by NC State's College of Engineering, the North Carolina Manufacturing Extension Partnership, and Industry Expansion Solutions. If you'd like to learn more about the solutions NCMEP offers, go to www.ncmep.org. Want to listen to previous Clocking In podcasts? Go to ncmep.org slash clocking in.